Welcome to another program of Tuzamen. Hi, Tsipi. Hi, Tsili. And today we're going to celebrate Tsipi's films, My Dearest Enemy. Enemy. Uh, the film was filmed before the pandemic, was right. ready to be shown before the pandemic, but was stopped because of the pandemic, like many other films. And finally, it's going to be shown in the Tel Aviv Cinematheque uh, now till May 8th. Uh, we would like to share with you a little bit about the film. Zippy, tell us what it's about. Uh, it's a friendship or a, a friendship between two women, a Jewish and Arab in Jerusalem. And uh, the journey they have to go through in order to maintain this friendship in the middle of all, you know, the middle of all the midst of the conflict. Okay, please join us. Going to show you the Q&A that with, uh, that was taped in the JCC over a year ago when the film took uh, part in a festival for other Israeli films. Uh, we're going to show you the trailer. You're definitely going to write that I wrote. Ibrahim, Bali, Maya. This is my son, Ben. Yusuf? They're not going to be here. They're 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 going to be here. אני לא מכיר אף אחת שיש לך חברה ערבייה. חכה נולדה עם הוואחד. בנסבה אלו הוא הבטל. אסמו דהוד. אתם תערפים? לא. היי, 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 Joining us now, Adi Gilad, the one of the leading ladies of the film. Hi, Adi. Uh, we're Hi. Missing, we're missing Hanan Hilo because she couldn't make it today. So, Adi, uh, why did you choose this part? Wow. It was an amazing part. I felt like there is a lot to say uh, through this part. And um, it was a very interesting character and a very interesting uh, script and situations. And, uh, and beside this, I felt like um, yeah, the movie is something that I want people to, to see uh, with, with, with the saying of uh, Tsipi, with what she's saying about, uh, about the relationship between people and, uh, and the intimate connection that can be and whatever or wherever you are. Uh, uh, if you are Palestine and uh, Israeli, if you are Iranian uh, person and uh, Israeli, whoever we are, we can uh, connect with, it, uh, with each other if, we, if there is a, a situation for it, you know? How was how was uh, the working uh, process with Hanan? Wow, Hanan is amazing. Hanan is amazing. I love her. Uh, we kept in touch after the movie. Um, she was a great partner and colleague, uh, and she's a, an activist. So it was very interesting uh, to hear what she's saying during the process. Uh, and we had a lot of arguments, actually. argue with her. Sorry, we had a lot of arguments actually. Yeah, we had a lot of yeah. arguments with CP, 
uh, an artistic argument and uh, politic po politics argument, I think, right, CP? Yes, yes. And it's interesting because she's um, she's very uh, uh, she's she she's a woman in an, in a society that uh, doesn't accept uh, you know all women all women's there on all women there sorry and uh, and uh, she she's uh, she's very intelligent and she was fighting for her you know for her place and for her thoughts and it was very interesting and uh, and we had arguments with cp because uh, we didn't uh, we didn't agree all the time for what she's saying for what she's uh, showing you know it wasn't a very interesting uh, process for us yeah and it's, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, like in life, the film, you know, uh, at the end of the film, we understand that friendship like this can exist, although it doesn't mean that it will change reality. And you also, you and Hanan keep relationships, you know, also in real life. Right. So, so that's- Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. So I just told CP uh, that uh, during the last- um, uh, Riots, how, how, riots in the- yeah. Yeah. Yeah between the arabs and the jews yeah know. so we we yeah so hanan uh, lives in haifa and i live in tel aviv so we were uh we were talking every day uh, and we were worried to each other and it it was very a uh, warm feeling you know to to know that that's what happened outside but there is people that still right they have yeah. a good connection right beautiful adi what are you doing today I'm playing in the Bethlehem Theater in a new um, in a new show. It's called the uh, Four Mothers. And oh. It's about lesbian that meeting the Zionist here. Uh, the uh, and uh, and you know two worlds that uh, need to connect. Uh, we have a son that wants to get married uh, to uh, to a Orthodox uh, girl. Right. And we are four mothers. I mean, I. I'm divorced for another woman and she has a, a girlfriend and I have uh, a girlfriend and we are four mothers and uh, it's nice and it's a comedy and it's a very nice show in the Blessing Theater and uh, I just directed a new show in an office. And you direct, you direct. In a, um, I directed, it's a new show, it's called Contractions by Mike Bartlett. And I took the play from the, you know, from the black box to an office to uh, oh, floor off. number 27 in a wow. high skyscraper. Yeah. And um, the audience comes into the, the office and they are part of the show. Wow. Like they are part of the office of the workers there. It's about uh, a big, uh, very, uh, very high manager in a, in an iTech office and her employee and uh, about the connection between them the manager is following uh, after the private life of their right. workers so uh, oh it's God. about this and about me too wow. it's about a lot of things uh, social things so, so basically uh, the audience that's what i'm doing this day pay and not to pay for a ticket <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is a private there is private things of the audience in the oh, show. Oh, okay. And they feel great. like they are they are they are under follow also, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's very interesting and very uh, interactive show. Adi, good luck. It thank was, you. Thank good you luck so with much. the film. Thank, yeah, and with and your play. 
and with the play with everything. With everything. Good luck. Thank okay. you very much. Good luck for us. Bye bye, Bobby. We have here Isaac from the JCC who runs the programs, the film programs at the JCC. And over a year ago, he chose the film to be one of the films in the festival in the JCC. And this was basically the first festival that the film was shown. And then right. since then, it, uh, it traveled to few festivals. Quite few. Now, finally, uh, on the big screen for a little bit. So, hi, Isaac. <laughs> hi, Isaac. So nice to see you again. Every, Tell every, us a little bit about... Every week or so, I get an email from somebody from some festival asking me to connect me, connect them directly to Tzili um, or <laughs> to see okay. how, uh, how, how they can get connected to the film. Tell us the, about the festival and why did you choose this film? So the festival is the Other Israel Film Festival. I think um, I'm trying to remember what year of the festival that was. Now we're up to 15 years of the festival and this year's oh. going to be our 16th year. Wow. Um, and um, I think that was probably the 13th year of the festival. And um, the festival focuses on um, the topic of minority populations and specifically also Arab and Jewish relations. And um, um, we try to, in some ways, tell human stories that look beyond the conflict, but there's also, you can't avoid the elephant in the room. And, and um, we actually also, Look for progressive films that are shedding light on um, on Arab Jewish relations, and this film specifically is a great example of Arab Jewish relations. And um, what I like most about the film, and what attracted us to film, was probably the the friendship within within um, uh, the two women and 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 that element of the story, um, and and I think makes it very relevant to Other Israel and was a big hit at Other Israel and people were really interested in that film. I think um, our audience likes to see stories that, um, that listen, they don't want to see just like, you know, hopefulness, that's not realistic, but they want to see stories of where, where relationships can exist. And we hope to give them a better understanding of why these relationships sometimes fall apart and can't exist. And I think the movie does a good job in, in showing that. Isaac, since we're in New York and uh, it's not good what's going on in Israel. I mean, it's never good but over now, the last yeah. so many decades, but it's very rough now. Can you give us a little bit the point of view from the American side, from the American Jewish side about what's going on? So, so there's a lot of point of views here and especially American Jewish means, you know, six different things. Um, and an American even bigger. And it starts from there's the side that, um, you know, you look at the New York Times, which you'll see their headlines reporting about an attack in Tel Aviv by saying that Israelis killed a Palestinian uh, or arrested a Palestinian or um, however, however they put it, which obviously puts everybody on the defensive. Um, but what I really see in the American Jewish community is the second things flare up in Israel, um, everybody kind of retreats to their corners. Um, there, there was this moment, I was on a call with um, a lot of American Jewish leaders just as the war broke out in, um, in the Ukraine. And it was the first time I was ever on a call 
where um, everybody was agreeing and everybody was, uh, suddenly the Jewish community was all on the same page. This doesn't happen with Israel. The second uh, something happens in Israel, oh, it's the Palestinians' fault, oh, it's the, it's the Jews' fault, oh, it's, um, it's whoever's fault, we're not getting the full picture, the New York Times is reporting this way, the New York Times is reporting that way, they're too left, they're too right. And just everybody, suddenly any kind of bridges and, and overlap and, and unity that exists within the community, which is lacking for sure, um, completely dissipates and we turn into, we turn into, um, we, we see how divided this community really is. Can you, can you, can you see a specific side of your audience? Because I know that you have different audience than the usual Jewish audience on the, on the JCC on the Upper West Side. And uh, your program is very successful with movies that I don't think all Jews would accept here. Um, how did they accept um, uh, the film that Sipi made? Um, so the other Israel audience, we, we, we have specifically two Israeli film festivals. I think we're the only um, film organization probably in the, in, in the world that has two Israeli film festivals, one mainstream and one other Israel. The Israel is actually our larger one. Um, I think you know very much speaks to to a strong voice on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which is where we're situated, which is a pretty pro progressive Jewish community. And most of our films, I'd say, at the beginning, they would rarely screen in other Jewish communities. People were afraid. People would not show a Palestinian film. They would not show a film that said the word Palestinian in the wrong way. Wow. Um, they would not, this was something, and we hear that feedback from Jewish communities. I think it's changed a little bit and I'm seeing more of our films, maybe we've become a little, a little softer and more of our films are screening at other Jewish film festivals, um, but still the majority of them are either want to avoid the politics, don't want to, um, don't want to either, don't want to touch it, or if they want to, if they're touching it, they want to touch it very gently. And, and I would say actually a film like, um, like Tiffy's film is, is, I find it gentle. I think it's, it's, it's a way to enter. And I think some of the, and I'm sure that's why you're hearing from some of the Jewish film festivals. I think those who are, who want to approach the topic of, at all of Jewish Arab relations, because um, they well, know the they... fact that they take it because years ago Jewish festivals wouldn't let a movie like this yeah but, in, but, but listen know, I think there is another aspect to this uh, I don't know if in my, in, uh, if I am in a position to say but I am going to say uh, a lot of Israeli films which deal with the conflict are one-sided Mm -hmm. If you think about it and you go, uh, I don't want to be bold, but it is, and many of them are pro-Palestinian. I mean, Israeli films. Yeah. You know, my colleagues. Um, I want to tell you that a lot of the general film festivals, even Cannes and Toronto and, uh, you know, you name it, even Tribeca, they tend to pick uh, those that are really against the Palestinians, that are so-called more provocative. I'm not interested. For me, and I was talking about it, a documentary film is not for, against, this is propaganda, for, against, I don't care what the film is about. So I was interested in really trying to, to ask a question. Is a friendship like this can exist, you know, in, a, in, a society, in the two societies? I didn't know the answer. Actually, I don't want to be a spoiler, 
but um, you know the friendship will ex will exist and will go on but there is another problem there you now with the generation next generation so maybe you call it soft uh, but I, I don't maybe but it's more I, I was trying to really understand what is it what is the complexity of this conflict um, it's very interesting because I think that there's, I think, I think that you, first of all, I, I'm sure people call your film pro-Palestinian. Oh, I really? think it does try to give two sides, but the second you're trying to give two sides. You're, you're pro-Palestinian, absolutely. You're, you're part of the problem. Um, but it's, well, make, by well the way, once you try to make them equal, both sides, you're pro-Palestinian, well, especially the, okay. uh, the life of Arab women is more difficult than uh, Israeli women. I mean, yeah. we must face it. So if it's tilted, that's, I don't know, I will have to think about it. Well, we're pro both sides. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good place to be. Um, but being pro both, both sides, there are some members of the American Jewish community that won't say Palestinian. They don't want it. There is no other side. I mean, we, um, believe me, we, we get these emails every year when we show when we have a festival like Other Israel, who tells us there's no Palestinians. Yeah. What are you talking about Palestinians? There's no Palestinians. They're, they're Jordanians. They're Lebanese. They're, you know, so you know, this actually led to the fact that the, the, the all the subject with Palestinians is off the table now. I mean, nothing happens. I mean, there is no nobody is pushing for any future possibility that something will change, because if it's, you can go and say no, they, they don't exist. You not even so they don't acknowledge our existence. We don't acknowledge their existence. That's really not hopeful. But this, this is what's so important about your film, by the way, that doesn't exist anymore. We don't see films that are collaborations. Right. You don't see the sides talk. There's no talks. It's no. each, each, every man for himself. Right. And each side really, you don't see anything where, you know, it's like everybody's boycotting the other person as opposed to finding ways to collaborate. And it's very frustrating. And I see it cinematically. I see it, I see in movies, you're seeing plenty of Israeli movies being made, um, as you said, pro-Palestinian, that show a very specific oh, yeah. agenda and side. Um, but you don't see too many collaborations. We had another one this year, and it also was received very well. It's called uh, Cinema Sabaya. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, no. But, uh, but I, put, I put it in the same genre as your film. Ah. It's, it's rare to see these, uh, these feature fictions that are, it used to be, that, that used to be kind of like, you know, the main movies that were made. And then um, I, I'd say once, um, once the Palestinian movement moved towards, towards, um, towards really caring about their representation, we see less of it. But, but you know, there was, there was time not too long ago that we were hoping that the, that the Jewish community will somehow get to the American presidents. And only if an American president will tell Israel, you have to do something. This cannot go on. In really a forceful way, we thought this would be the only way to do something, something will happen. And then of course it didn't. Obama did, no, you know, nothing. Um, even Bush didn't, you know? So when, I remember when there was uh, the Gaza, the, the big operation in Gaza, all the big leaders came to Israel to clap, you know? 
And there was no discussion about what to do about the situation. So now, I don't know, I still, I don't know about what you say, but if the American jury will somehow decide to have a voice. I think the American jury has, a, they have a voice and they're very opinionated, many of them, many, some don't care, but they're very opinionated. I, but I think we should solve it. It's not the American Jews thing, it's the Israeli thing and we have to solve it and we have to take care of it. Well, we cannot, that doesn't seem yeah. we can help ourselves. But I, I agree, it needs to come from Israel. Israel. Yeah, I agree with Israel. you, but you know, but eventually this is too many years, you know, we are going to, yes, but there's going not... to be event for this, my film, my dearest enemy, in June to come, you know, to, to mention the 55 years of the occupation. Yeah. So there will be an event. Not that the film is poor against, just to mention and really look to at, remind everybody and, and to look that. at the reality of what does it mean and what uh, how it affects people. It's really hard to to comprehend, you know, to mark uh, fifty five years right. to mark fifty five years of this. It's a lot. Fifty five years, nothing, and it's still bad, very bad, and it will get worse and worse all the time because it cannot get better unless it gets old. It's really, it's, it's a tragedy of the, of the region. It's very tough. But anyway, we want to thank you. Uh, and we'll show the trailer. We'll show the Q&A that we had after the, the film at the festival. And we hope people will go and see it. And, um, we and hope I hope that I can we find something to distribute here. Right. I, I hope I hope people can if they hear that there's a purpose to it. That's when I run a QA, the last question I always ask is what do you want people to do after they saw your film? Right. And after your film, yeah, we hear it here. Uh, I'm happy to be here with the Tsipi Trope. And I would like to first ask you, Tsipi, why this film? Why this story? Oh, before that, I want to say that Tilly and me grew in the same, uh, in, on Dizengoff, we were born on Dizengoff Street, me and Tilly. I wish to say we are in the same age, but we are almost. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we grew in the same area and actually she and me, as you all know, actually live in a never ending war, which is ridiculous, right? We were born into war. I don't know when it will end. Our children are going into an ever-ending conflict. So the question why I did this film is actually uh, very natural because what we what we do in films, in literature, in every everything we do in life is trying to understand ourselves and you know the society we live in and the world we live in. We keep asking questions and trying to understand um, very complex issue. Uh, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I do a film about the Holocaust, about battered women, but quite a few about the conflict because uh, it's a very complex issue. And the more I keep asking questions, uh, the, more, the less answers I get. Um, so I was trying and Silly can help me later to do this film for quite a long time, actually. Uh, it was not easy. I don't know, I cannot really explain. A lot of time I got a reaction in Israel because you cannot do films in Israel without public fund. Uh, there was skepticism if it's not an utopia to have a friendship between two women, which, which doesn't start on a political mm -hmm. um, ground because they were kids. 
So they didn't even know, she didn't know it's an Arab girl, it was not an issue. They both met in a ballet studio. So I came up with an idea and I thought it would be two characters, Israeli, Jewish Israeli and Arab Israeli, which they call themselves Israeli Palestinians. And I chose these two and wanted to know, can a friendship like this exist? So this is how I started, you know, trying to understand. So I just want, before we even go into it, just to tell you that many times we discover so many things while we are writing the script. And of course, when we are doing the film, but while I was writing the script, after so many years that I was trying to slap it and do it, only before I, when I did the last version, suddenly I came up, I don't want to be a spoiler, so I will not say, uh, with a line which is at the end of the film, which I didn't expect. Hmm. Absolutely didn't expect because yes, French, you know, so is, that was really my attempt to understand if um, through these women, uh, if, if um, there is a place for coexistence, uh, for accepting the other, um, especially, you know, and I did chose women because I felt um, I will be able maybe more easily dive into their, you know, bank information and, and you know, their thoughts, their experiences, women. Um, and the conflict stayed between them, but they overcame it. If once you see the film, you see they are trying to overcome it all the time. So the question why I made this film is because this is part of the fabric of our life, everyday life. Um, there's something that we all taste now the, under the Corona uh, times in the world, uh, the world stopped and somehow the conflict issue uh, got buried a little bit under the rules of the Corona uh, and the same rules that maybe some of us uh, feels uh, in conflicted areas all of a sudden everybody is under the same situation. And it seems to me a little bit that uh, in some areas they forgot about the conflicts and uh, we have to, what do we have to do in order to bring it back to the table and make sure that even under Corona rules, we still have to take care of the issues that are living with us all the time. First of all, I'm sorry, silly, but uh, the neglect of the issue and the conflict started before the corona. I have mm. a feeling that it's now, I don't know, maybe two, three, four years, maybe five. We don't talk about it anymore. It's not an issue. Uh, nowhere. I want to tell you something. I don't know about, I don't know how many films you got the festival about this conflict, but in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, the number of films about the conflict are really shrinking. Uh, nobody wants to finance those films. By the way, not also about the Holocaust, if you don't mind. Nobody wants anymore to see Holocaust film. Nobody wants to see films about the conflict. And it's not an issue. But you know, uh, it's no wonder. First of all, I'm very happy that the fund uh, to promote quality, the Israeli Film Fund uh, supported me. Although, you know, it, the film is a low budget film. Uh, and they supported it as a low budget film. But I had Silly, who is, as you know, the Leon Charney Center for Conflict Resolution, who, you know, pitched in. And then I have, uh, you know, Hezi Bezalel, it's another one from a mountaintop production, who also support 
a lot of films, social film, political films. So it, it has really a very high awareness of, of what's relevant. So it's no wonder that they supported me, the fund. And by the way, like all my students, I did Indiegogo, which is, you know, funding, you know, by through the internet. So for me, I don't know, the only way to keep this issue on the table is to keep, keep making those films. And I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter which media. I have one film, in, two films in the editing room now, which is documentaries. One is again a friendship between two women, a Bedouin and, and uh, a very white wing woman from Kriyat Shmone from the Galil. And the other movie is in the West Bank. Uh, excuse me, guys, uh, it's, I'm not, I don't know what your politics, but we have um, extreme right people from not only Brooklyn, New Jersey, you know, Jews from America who go to the West Bank, settle there, and think that the Palestinians should beat off, you know, that uh, this is our land, this is a new halutzim to go to the West Bank. So I have these two films as documentaries. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, I would just keep in doing this film and I don't care the budget. The documentaries, by the way, I'm going by myself. I don't have crew because I cannot, I cannot waste my time raising money. So I have my own equipment. So I just go in documentaries. I go into my car. I shoot my film by myself and then I get a schlepper, a young person to edit them for babkes, as we say, you know, you know, I don't have enough money to, so it's really, but feature film, it's more problematic because the feature films, you know, you need, um, you know, even here, you know, I think Silly was, you know, was, she gave me a hand before she even thought of helping me, before I did this Indiegogo. She just supported me for years. She can tell you a funny story. We both, I thought in the beginning, I thought maybe the film will play better if it will be in English. It is a mistake. I don't believe in it. So I did actually almost got Deborah Winger uh, to play the Israeli. And what's other than the, not the Isabella Jani. Isabella Jani to play the Arab? I met with both of them. They loved the script, but it was too much to to, to you know. So we actually both ambush um, those actresses, you know, to get to them with the script. So I think the only way, and I'm not saying it's a good movie or bad movie or what I'm doing is right. What I'm saying, we cannot lose the passion. To we cannot just say we want peace, we want peace. I mean, that's nothing. What we are doing, what we are doing to make sure that that the conflicts, if it not be resolved, will start the first steps to resolve it. So we cannot just talk. We cannot even divide ourselves before we even talk about what is the solution. First, we have to decide that we would like to somehow to solve this conflict, and I can. You know, I you know she sits near me, but you know you mentioned um, Lily. How much Lily is actually devotes herself? You know, she had this center in Israel. She's bringing Palestinians and Jews and students from all over the world. She trained them to be leaders for peace. I mean, what do you mean by philanthropy? Philanthropy, it has to have weight. It has to come from a place when you really want to change. So when I look at what she says, and now I myself, you know, what I can do is really make those films. And by hook and by crook, and I'm going to finish these two documentaries, and I'm starting to write a new script, which also touches 
in different characters, of course. So to your question, which was a long answer, is we cannot give up. Uh, we have to get together. I think that we have, I told Silly, we have to find the Martin Bubers of our generation. I don't know, you know, Martin Buber, Gershom Sholem. We have a lot of people with vision, alive. Let's get them together and find a way, united, all of us, that they will develop a vision how we go for a better future and solve this conflict. I mean, we are the only one who are occupying other people. What is it? Why? What happened to our kids? What they see, what they learn from it. You know, I don't want to, to be too, um, I don't know how to say it, um, I don't know, um, too gloomy. But in my, next, uh, in my next feature, I will have to deal with uh, death, loss of life of kids, fathers who lose their kids and become post-traumatic and cannot handle life. You know how many we have like that? I mean, we have to, you know, okay, now that we are in this virus, it's a terrible virus, but occupation is even worse virus. It killed much more people. It will kill much more people. Anyway, I'm a bit, um, I, I think I'm a bit harsh because I'm quite upset. We are going to have another election. We are going to have the same leaders. I don't know what to do. So I, I feel from the bottom of my heart that I feel, I feel, I don't feel hopeless because I'm going to make more films. I, I'm not going to give up and I don't think that you will give up. And it's not about giving up, it's about keeping the conversation going. Yes. Um, never let it go. Um, I don't know if there is a solution in the near future, far future, but the conversation has to, to stay on the table all the time. And I think more and more young generation from both sides need to know that it's up to them to really carry it on and make sure that things will get better. So everybody's doing it in their own dialect. Yes. You can make films, you can make, uh, you can build centers, you can educate kids. And by the way, in the center, it's not that I bring the kids, it's the Emmy school that brings the kids from all over. And uh, on the top of it, I am with them. And uh, we're doing uh, activities together uh, in order to promote the opportunity to, to converse at least between Israelis and Palestinians with all the kids from all of the, over the world. And uh, it's a good platform from every, for everybody to put it, uh, not to let it disappear from the conversation and grow up into a responsible situation of being citizens and later on leaders. And, um, but, and CP did come to work with the students even once. Uh, they did lectures, they were talking about what's the real part of the films in the society in order to bring the conversation to the, to the screen. So at least from that point of view, how to tell the story, why to tell the story, what's behind the story, where do you want to get with the story, how to deliver it um, and how to use it for the benefit of everybody that is, is here. Um, but there's something about the conversation um, from all the reaction about the films, there's something very strong that comes up from the reaction of the women. And um, knowing Tippi well, I can hear her voice from 
the text through the movie. And it sometimes I feel like it's a girl's uh, conversation. What do you have to say about it, Tiki? Um, well, I said it at the beginning. You know, in many in many meetings, and because I was in many festivals with my other films, and you know, every time they ask if there is something that you call female filmmakers, you know, there is a difference between female and male. And I'm not going to argue that. You know, it's really wonderful that we have the female point of view, we have male point of view. And of course, I have the female point of view. Although I'm trying, you know, whenever I write a screenplay, I imagine myself that the male characters, what if the male characters is the main character? Uh, so somehow I need to make him a round character. So I cannot just make him less round character, more complete character with all the layers, the negative, the positive, and all the emotional codes, like I deal with women. Um, but, you know, I just told you that, you know, actually it will be interesting, my next feature, which is going to be about a father and a son. So that will be very, uh, very interesting for me. But what you said is right. And what I'm trying all the time to insist with my students is really to define your intent. What's the intent? What, you're look what is the question that you really, you must ask? What intrigues you to tell this story? It's not, therefore, by the way, in documentaries, I keep telling my students that it cannot be a one-sided documentary. There is not a thing like a one-side documentary because then it's propaganda. I don't care for whom, you know, for Israel, it's Palestinian. That's not the point. It's a complex issue. We have to all the time try to really understand the complexity. It's not one-sided. And I think at least, I think I tried, I hope I succeeded in my film, um, you know, really to provoke both women. I mean, they don't really agree, but they, they really develop their listen, listening buttons. They're able to listen to each other. Um, I must say that, uh, I, you know, you don't know, you know, you have a synopsis, you start with an idea and then you, you develop it into a synopsis and then into a treatment and then you write a screenplay, right? In this case. But while you're writing, you, you say it's my voice, but actually the character starts to talk to you. They have a mind of their own. And you test them. You put choices to each character that they have to make a decision. What do you choose? And if you ground them and you know, you, you think you, you know them, somehow you give them option to choose to be friends, not to be friends, to go against your husband, not to go against your husband. Um, and something sometimes happened even subconscious, like with the Israeli, you can see the change in the politics through her art. Suddenly all her collages become violent. She started with doing collages with uh, models, women, beautiful women. She ended up doing collages, which were very, um, violence. So her vocabulary maybe didn't change much, but it came through her, you know, through her art. So this is what something that I let the, the character had to choose their path. So, um, and when you write, you are really testing them. So um, the reason, by the way, that I had to do quite a few um, uh, revision of the script, it was a budget thing. I started with a regular Israeli, okay budget, like $700,000, $800,000. And I ended up doing it with $140,000, $140,000, right? 
um, which, which, you know, it, yeah, I will do another one like that. Therefore, um, I had to rewrite the script to the budget, you know, to shrinking budget, but always there is a bottom line. At what stage you are losing the story? You cannot do the story you want to tell, right? Then I will not make the film. So somehow the rewrites, and because I had to rewrite and rewrite all the time, you know, to the money I had, um, I, I had to push my characters even harder, right? Because uh, um, many reasons, you know, I had to keep the drama, but I couldn't, I, I had a lot of scenes with Palestinians and with violence, you know, and I took it out because it's, it's, it's very expensive. So I had to somehow compensate. Um, so yes, there is film filmmakers and there is a voice of the film, a film filmmaker. I mean, I no, I don't, I know that there are a lot of film, film filmmakers who say, I don't want you to perceive me as a female, you know, we are filmmakers. It's not, no, no, I think, yes, there is a, absolutely, you know, films made by women. And they have the voice. Maybe we should, maybe we should do among your um, between all your serious uh, films, one film ambushing Deborah Winger. Yes, how, that's right. And how we oh, follow. Hi, hi, Isaac. Hi, Isaac. And how we followed Hello. everybody, and it was really a fun uh, project by itself, just to try to get to the people that we wanted to. Uh, to participate in the movie so we can have a fun uh, action drama about it. Yeah, and so you can imagine, silly, you cannot see because you know, actually, I, I think I'm sitting on a pillow <laughs> because silly is very tall and I am like a tall midget. No, I'm kidding. But you know, with her, it's really a comedy. And we were not only went to the theater when Deborah Winger was doing a reading, I don't know if you remember what, yeah. but we did a real detective and got her address, I will not tell you. And we were ambushing her and it was the wrong address. And then we got another. So we were like five addresses, which was not her address, right? But our, our chief detective was Joe Franklin. And I'm sure the old New Yorkers would remember who Joe Franklin was. And this was just from uh, telephone booth to telephone booth in every corner in the city, trying yes. to get from one step to another and we did it. Yes, and I ended up meeting, sitting, Deborah Winger read the script. She liked it, by the way, and she wanted to, to play the Arab. That's very interesting. So I met her in her apartment in New York, and then I met, uh, what's her name again? <laughs> Isabella Gianni. <laughs> I met her in the Soho, in the hotel, and she, her parents are Algerian, so she knows Arabic. So I thought it will work out, but anyway, I'm very happy I did it as an Israeli, Hebrew, Hebrew and Arab speaking. By the way, you know, it was the, the actors, half Palestinian Arabs, you know, told you half Jewish Israelis and one Druze. So it was really a wonderful mixture. And I want to tell you that life zipped into the set all the time. It was there, it was in, you know, in the breaks. Um, they stayed in character for a long time. Um, you know, the Israeli with her character and the Arab, with her hardships, um, but what's interesting is the friendship that grew up, although they don't know, actually they ended up agreeing with each other. And, um, um, but I, you know, it was, the casting was very fast. Don't forget, I had to cast a young, each for each actress, I had to find a young actress. 
which resembles her, and I was very lucky uh, that I found two, uh, uh, one Arab girl and one Jewish girl uh, to use in my film. I want to tell you something. The journey was unbelievable. Um, and I did feel in a way isolated because again, when I made this film, the conversation was not really, not on the street. Uh, when I made the film, there was not really real conversation about Palestinians. It's nobody want to talk about Palestinians. It came to a point that it became numb and people just let it slide. Yes. And uh, it's pity. And of course, now we don't have anything. We have um, we do, a lot of very important issues are shoved to the side, you know, including poverty and uh, unemployment and in Israel, I mean, and no budget to the country. Um, I don't have to go on and on, but it's a very, very difficult, unpleasant times for me and Silly, who grew up in Square Dillingoff, <laughs> right? In a different world, completely. Um, we completely internalize the values that we have until today, no? Yeah. We have the same values. We didn't change. What we got, I must tell you, the Dillingoff Square was all, you know, I don't know, 80% Holocaust survivors? Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Each small neighborhood had his own Michiganer, you know, from the Holocaust. It was amazing. And um, there were two Dizengoffs, the Dizengoff of the center of Tel Aviv, where everybody came to hang out. And there were the underground Dizengoff of those who lived there. Yeah. And it was a very different story. Two cities parallel. First, let me tell you that all those years that I tried to um, um, make this film, I had a doubt. Who am I to write an Arab, an Arab character? I am the first one to admit the Arab women have much difficult, more difficult life than the Israeli. It doesn't matter what class you are. She has many more issues, many more taboos, many more. I think she even has, I, I, I don't want to compare, you know, but uh, so what I did, first of all, I did a very extensive research. I went to El Bire, uh, which is near Ramallah. And I actually stayed a few days uh, with the family there before I started to write the script. However, I think this script went through the eyes of like between eight and 12 Palestinians, like, I don't know, seven women, three men. I mean, so it, I did send it to them to get the feedback. Uh, so, you know, the only way I can, after you have to make a research, first of all. So you have to go and really learn the life and how they live and what they do, how, what's happening in their home, talk to them, start to, but there is, you know, even somebody asked me, um, could a Jew play an, the Arab and Arab play a Jew and all these questions. The point is that I can connect if I, you see, we're all the same. Otherwise there is no issue. That we are all the same. We have the same emotional cause. If you are Jews, if you are Christian, if you are a Muslim, if you, I don't know what, white, black, doesn't matter. So I have to find in me the same cords that um, are the engine of almost every character through research and through really diving and, and trying to live at the moment of this character. So for me to, I mean, I, I, I will not count on my intuition. So I do make a research, but I did send it. It was read, as I said, between eight or 12, I don't know, even more maybe. And don't forget Hanan Khilu is a real activist. 
you know, she's married, she's from Haifa, she's, but she is a very, she is very, um, she is a Palestinian woman, although she is an Israeli Palestinian, she lives in Israel, uh, but, but she has a very clear political views of a Palestinian woman. And um, I want, I have to um, admit, usually I don't do improvisations in my scripts. Um, you know, I wrote it, I thought about it, I really dived into it. I, you know, you come, the actress come within a month, but she knows the character better than me. So I don't like improvisations. I, I don't say it's the right decision, but I don't like, I write a script, that's it. We can work on it before we shoot, but that's it, it's a script. And I have to admit that it, like, that was one of the first times I think ever that I changed a little bit because of Hanan Hilu. And at some point she pushed it even much further, much further. And um, I had to pull back, you know, I had to pull back. So to your answer is that I really got, um, you know, I got approval of quite a bit of Palestinians. And then of course, after the film was made, I also showed it. That is indifferent, no? There are, you cannot, it's very hard to give a, a balanced answer because there are many volumes to the relationships among youngsters and uh, some from those who want very much to be in touch and to those who don't want to hear about it. So it's very hard to give a, a general uh, answer about this, uh, this question. There are various, various levels. But, right, but, but as we say it for a long night, that time now, there is no conversations. Right. There is no conversation. There are pockets of conversations, like there are centers that Sili is doing. Like, uh, I think there is school for Arab Jews in Jerusalem. There are small pockets. It's not a conversation anymore. It, you know, so I don't know if the young people in Israel don't even think about it. I think most We're, of them. Well, I know the kids that do have conversations, but it's a very small percentage. Um, one of the uh, goals that we have is to extend it more and more and more and more. There are areas that it's impossible to even offer it and the same on the other side. So it, that's why we push and we don't give up because we really want to extend the circle of conversation among youngsters. Yeah. And you know, when I did a, a documentary about um, high school kids, you know, the, the senior high school, and I wanted to know what they're, how they approach, what they're going to do after. So I found much more Israelis who want, back then who wants to go to the army and be in elite groups that refuse Nick. You know, those who don't want to serve. Uh, of course, and, and he went to jail. So I had no problem finding kids who want to, you know, to go and save the country and very few refuseniks. You know what I mean by refuseniks? People who don't want to, they're not even pacifists. They just refuse to be in the West Bank and serve. And they went to jail. So my character, the boy, is going to jail. And I told Silly that I saw a, quite a dominant parent's influence on the decision of those kids you know, pushing them to go and serve and, you know, being hero. But there are two different things a little bit because there's still the agenda of serving the country, going to the army, to the elite yes. units that have nothing to do with 
killing Arabs, you know, no, it's no, just no, no, the, no, but, the but, culture of the country. There's a very different story. You can be an elite unit and want to solve the problem. So um, it, I think it's two different things, but it, it needs a lot of work, a lot of groundwork, a lot of educational work, a lot of a, a fronts to handle in order to push it. Yeah. So first of all, it was really, you know, like all this film was luck. You know, because, you know, I also had only three professional on the set, DP, soundman and makeup. The rest of them were students. We were only seven crew members, you know, and um, so that was one miracle. And the other miracle was the casting, because what happened is on the day I was auditioning the last eight actresses I considered, considered for the Israeli, uh, suddenly I got a phone call at 1230 and there was a lady by the name of Adi Gilad, which I didn't know her. And she said, I, will come, I want to come to audition. And I said, just come in 10 minutes. It's my lunch break and I'm doing auditions all day. And she came in and I canceled the rest of them. The moment she came in, I knew I need her. Then amazingly so, my daughter, when she saw the picture of her, she said, oh, you know, I saw this television show. It's called um, uh, Alicia, very famous. And she said, the young actress looks like the one you chose. So that's it, I got her now. The Anan Khilu, Anan Khilu, the Arab actress, was in Fauda. And her daughter, Yarin, she told me, you know, I, my daughter at Fauda, you know, she may look a little bit like when I was a kid. I said, oh, bring her. <laughs> and that's it. So for the girls, between my daughter and Hanan Khilu, it was a piece of cake. And you know what? Um, I'm not a fatalist. You know, I think that we should really work for what we get. But I thought there was a little bit kind of luck there. And then uh, the Druze, the lover, the moment I saw him, I, don't, I didn't even consider anybody else. And um, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal because he's <laughs> a, you see, the, yeah, it is a big deal because this actor can be cruel yeah. and, can, and can be soft. You can see. And when I meet them, at the, I do my audition in a coffee house. First of all, I'm just chatting. And, you know, I could see, although he was very nice and very chendalach and stuff, you know, like this, but I could see it can be this he can be and it can be that. Yeah. Because if he can, it don't have this to, because I, I will never uh, portray um, uh, what other people will call a terrorist. I will not, he's a person, you know? I will, he has to be a round character. You know, I have to go and dive into his mind. He cannot be just, you know, like evil. You cannot judge your characters anyway. You're not supposed to. So that was kind, you know, I don't know, the casting was a pleasure. It was done in a coffee house on King George Street in Israel. <laughs> there is a wonderful falafel store across the street. If you go to Tel Aviv, the name is the Kosem. The Kosem, uh, the, the Kosem is uh, whatever. If you are in Israel, go and have a Magician. Musician, right. Magician, yes. So it was wonderful, the casting. But they opened another store now in the Kiryah. Yeah. So you can go to good places. Yeah. <laughs> so about so the casting, you know, the casting is extremely important. And um, I always wonder, you know, uh, different directors using the same actors in the same script, um, same director using different actors from the same script. It's, it's a huge change. Even, you know, the, the subtext of body language, of facial expression, um, you know, it, it's really critical. 
I don't know how the film will look with Deborah Winger and what's her name? Isabella. Janet. <laughs> I don't, it could be fabulous probably, but you know, but I'm so happy I ended up being it the way I did it. Zipi, I forgot to tell you that Deborah Winger did write back. She's out of the country and that's why she can't attend. But she no, I just want to, to I, I, I just want her to get a link. Um, I, I offered to her. She will, okay. uh, she will be in touch. Next time when you need to track her down, just come to me. Thank you for doing it. I really like her a lot. And I think that she's a, she's a fantastic. She's wonderful. She's a fantastic human being. No. An Upper West Sider now, so. Yeah, I know. I know where she is, but I'm not telling. Um, we have a question. Oh, you wished it. <laughs> so they will tell you how Tilly and me were ambushing her all over the city to get her. I, I will have to think about it. If, if, if one of the subtext of what I chose to do, it, it, they are very unique, kind of specific character. One is a single mother who, um, uh, you know, was supposed to get married and was kicked out of this marriage. Um, she's quite alone. She is a have love affairs all the time, you know. Um, she's very lonely. She has to support herself. And yes, she lived in a bubble. I didn't show her with friends. And I think it's intentional. You know, in every film, you try to see the main character, heroine, with her friends, you know, schmoozing. I don't have it in my film because she doesn't. And the Arab one actually carries a really huge secret. She has a son from another man. So, you know what I mean? She, and by the way, the Israeli doesn't know, and he doesn't know who is his father. There is no father there. She, she had a kid from a stutz, as we say, from a one night stand. So it is a very specific women. And I, I, you know, you just, because I have to be honest and I cannot judge, I'm not in a position to judge. I wonder, if those characters are too specific, am I trying to say that those, this friendship cannot exist among just two women? Not so specific? Uh, I wish to believe that, that yeah, it, that we can have friendship like this. The problem is not a friendship between these two women. The friendship, will, the, the, the question is what will happen with their kids? They will, be, they will stay friends. You know, I believe in friendship. I think that we can coexist with the Palestinians and gradually, you know, we can you know, be with them, you know, I'm sure. So the bubble thing is interesting what you say. I hope it's not really the subtext of the film. Tipi and Silly, thank you once again. <laughs> it's great having you in the same frame. I'm loving it. Um, thank you all. And uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.